a special shout out to Sunny Florida, Rabbi Picker's class, David Azencott, a great Sammy fan. Thanks for your support, and I hope you enjoy today's story. Sammy was in the mood. He was in the mood to help his father. You see, just the night before, Sammy's father had been very, very kind. Sammy had gone to a friend's house, Beryl, I think, and as he was at his friend's house, he was playing and having fun, and it got later and later. Sammy realized that it had gotten so late that he was no longer able to walk home by himself. His parents didn't let him walk outside at 9.30 at night. He was even surprised that his parents hadn't called to pick him up earlier. So Sammy had called his family. His father answered the phone. Ta, Sammy said, is it possible um, I can get a ride home? Sammy, where are you? Where am I? I'm at Beryl's house. Well, nobody knew where you were. What? Sammy questioned. Why didn't people know where I was? I don't know. We didn't know where you were for supper. We didn't know where you were for your kavrusa after supper. We had no idea since school where you've been. Now, we weren't too worried because we were confident that you were safe because you're a responsible boy. But we were very worried. Well, I was at Beryl's house. Did you tell anybody that you were going to be at Beryl's house? I actually did. Ah, who did you tell? Now, Todd, it's going to be Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara? Because I told somebody to tell to tell uh, Ima and, and you where, where I'm going to be. And I, obviously they didn't. Ah, I hear. Okay, that's a good point. I'll make it the point to speak to Chaim. I didn't say it was Chaim, Ta. Okay. Okay. I'll speak to him anyway. But Ta. Yeah, you called? Uh, Ta, can I have a ride? Because it's very late. I'm not allowed to walk home. Sure. I'll pick you up. The problem is, I'm sitting at my desk in middle of doing a very busy calculation for my business. And I have 35 books opened in front of me, 10 pens all writing at the same time. Ta, that's not possible. I'm just kidding. But I am very busy. But for you, I'll be glad to pick you up. And so his father did pick him up. His father had displayed this great kindness, even though he was in the middle of doing something very complicated. But he stopped. He came to Beryl's house, or whoever the friend was, and he took Sammy home. So the next day, after school, Sammy was really eager to do a chesed, to do something kind, to do something nice for his father. And as he walked home from school, he thought about what he can do. And he came up with a brilliant, mamish, brilliant idea. Hi, Ma, he said as he walked in the door. Ah, Sammy, would you like some cookies and some milk? Oh, please, Ma, I need a lot of energy for what I plan to do today. Do you have homework to do? I did it all in school. 
during recess. Really? Yeah, I, I copied most of the answer. You, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean that. I, I meant to say that I, I, I did it already. Did you chazer your Gemara? No, I'm supposed to do that later with Tati. Okay, okay. Um, how many cookies did I have? Well, how many cookies are there on the plate? Looks like there's mm, about 24. Ah, and how many people need to eat cookies? Um, well, there's me, and, 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 and that's it. What about Chaim? Oh, me and Chaim. And what about Ellie? All right, me, Chaim, and Ellie. And what about Tati? Tati eats cookies? Aren't they fat name? Uh, uh, okay, so how many cookies could you have? There are 24 cookies, and there are three people who need cookies. What about Ta? Uh, I was kidding. But the three people who need cookies, how many cookies could each person have? Uh, uh, three, three divided by eight? No, 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 no. That's not the way you do the math. 24 divided by 3. Oh, 3 divided... Oh, 20, 8, 8. Everyone could have 8 cookies. Wrong. What? Ma, but that's math. My, my teacher, hey, look, I, I, I'll do it. Everyone could have 5 cookies. The extra 3 from each person will be put in your lunches for tomorrow. Oh, my, that was so kind of you. Thank you. And Sammy ate his cookies, and when he finished, and he made a bracha on his cookies, and when he made a bracha on his milk, he ran upstairs after shedding his backpack in the dining room. Sammy, yeah, ma, come back down, please. Take your backpack and put it where it belongs. Okay, ma. He grabbed his backpack, ran back upstairs, put it in his room next to his desk, and he ran across the hall to the bedroom in which Ellie slept together with the twins. There, on the floor of the bedroom, there were two big, long boxes. I can't wait when Tati sees what I'm going to do for him. I know that Tati has these dressers. I know that Tati has this dresser that he wants to make because now the kids, the twins, need place for their clothes and there's no room in Ellie's drawers. And Tati was planning on making this dresser already for a few weeks but he didn't have time. I am going to help Tati. I am going to do a big chesed. I am going to make his dressers. Let's see. It says on the outside here, tools needed. Screwdriver, pliers, a hammer. Okay. Sammy ran downstairs. He grabbed what he needed, ran back upstairs, and he opened the box. And he opened the next box. Wow, there were a lot of pieces. How in the world was he going to figure out how to make this dresser? Well, there's probably instructions somewhere. He dumped out some of the contents of the box until he came to a little folded paper that looked like it was the instructions. He opened it up. Oy vey, Tati bought the wrong thing. This dresser? was meant to be bought by a person who is Chinese because all the instructions are in Chinese. Oh, oh, here's another paper for instructions. Oh, Tati. Tati, Tati. This was not meant for me either. This was meant for somebody who speaks Greek or something like that because the letters are Greek to me. Well, probably Tati's not going to know how to do it either. I better try to figure it out myself. And so... Sammy spent the next hour and a half using his hammer, using some nails, 
using the screwdriver, banging, putting pieces together, and finally he stood and admired his masterpiece. The drawers, well, how come they don't have any place to put clothes? Oh, actually, all the place to put clothes is on the bottom. All the clothes would fall out if you put them inside. Why did they make the drawers upside down? It doesn't make sense to me. And how come this drawer is backwards? If it opens to the wall, you can't even open it once it's there. And, and, and this other drawer, this other, it doesn't have a bottom. All the clothes will fall right, right through. I don't understand. And it's certainly quite wobbly. It's wiggling back and forth. I don't understand why that. This, this company, really, Tati should really take it back and get his money back. Too bad he didn't buy it on Amazon where they get it back. You know, he can just do it. But, oh, man, this is really terrible. I, I don't understand. But I'll clean up. And look at all these extra pieces. I wonder what they're for. Maybe in case you have a different type of dresser you need to make it and attach it to. All these pieces in these bags over here. All these funny-looking screws and nails and, and hinges and stuff. I, I'll, I, we don't need them. I'll just clean it up. And so Sammy gathered up the boxes, the cardboard. He gathered up the extra pieces of wood that did not seem to have any place on this dresser. And he took the two bags worth of nails, screws, and hinges. He brought them all downstairs. And he tossed them all straight into the overloaded garbage can. Ran back upstairs. He closed the door, hoping that he would be able to show his father the great surprise. A little while later, his father came home. Oh boy, today was a tough day at work, his father said to his family. I had so much going on, my head is spinning. You know, Sammy's mother said to her husband, the, 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 the twins really, really, really need the dresser that you bought already many weeks ago. Because you see, I, I have nowhere to put their clothing. Right now, I leave them on the floor. And sometimes when Ellie wakes up in the morning and he climbs out of bed, he spills his negelwasser all over the water, all over the floor. And it gets to the clothes. And then I have to wash them again and fold them again. And sometimes I try to put them in the basket, but it seems that some boys in our family think baskets are meant to be like sleds. To be like sleds? Sammy's father asked. Chai, maybe you want to explain. <laughs> Ma, it's not really... Explain. Uh, well, Ta, it works like this. If you take the basket and you put it at the edge of the steps and you sit in it, you get, and you lean back, of course. You have to lean back because otherwise it's dangerous. And the, the, the basket kind of like slides down the carpet, down the steps. And it's mamish, it's mamish like a sled. Does Tati want to try maybe? Uh, uh, why are you talking to the third person? Uh, I meant, do you want to try Tati? No, thank you. No, thank you. It sounds a little bit dangerous to me. But you know what? Um, I get the point. All right. After supper tonight, I am going to make that dresser. Sammy sat at the table, smiling like a cat that swallowed the canary. I don't really know what that means, but they say those words. Anyway, he sat at the table with a big smile on his face. Ellie noticed the smile. Sammy, why are you smiling? Ah, you want to know why I'm smiling? I have a good reason that I'm smiling. You'll see, Sammy said. They ate their delicious supper, consisting of quiche, consisting of delicious bread that was toasted and covered with delicious margarine, a nice cup of milk to wash down the quiche and the toast, a 
of dessert, of some ice cream. No salmon. We don't have pistachio, only plain vanilla. And then, after benching, Sammy stood up. Ta, I have a surprise to show you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, a special thing. I did a great chesed today because I, 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 I really appreciate the fact you picked me up last night and, and I really care for you and love you so much. I decided I'm going to do something special for you. Oh, okay. So um, what, what, what is the chesed? Is it possible, Tati? Maybe, maybe I can, I'll take you to where the chesed is. You'll take me to where the chesed is. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, now, Ta, so this is what you need to do. You need to close your eyes. Close my eyes. Okay, close my eyes. Okay, now let me, give me your hand. Okay, here we go. Now I'm going to lead you to the, to the special place. And Sammy led his father out of the kitchen towards the steps. And when they got to the steps, Sammy forgot to tell his father that they were by the steps. And so his father walked forward and crashed into the step and fell over. As his eyes opened, he saw the step coming close to his face. Ouch! Sorry, Ta. Um, we're going up the steps. I forgot to tell you that. Thank you, Sammy. Could I keep my eyes open as we walk up the steps? Oh, oh sure, Ta, yeah. And they walked up the steps. At the top of the steps, Sammy asked his father to close his eyes, and he did. And Sammy took his father's hand and led him to Ellie's room. Behind them was Chaim and Ellie. Their mother was still in the kitchen, cleaning up from supper, because they were so eager to see what the chesed was. They all forgot to put their cups and their plates and their silverware in the milk dishwasher. Sammy pushed open Ellie's door, led his father inside, turned his father so he was facing the brand new uh, something, I guess dresser, and Sammy said, Surprise! Sammy's father opened his eyes and said, uh, Sammy, <laughs> trying to muster a smile on his face, what is that? Ta, I knew Tati that you had a very difficult time finding time to make the dresser. So I went ahead and I made the dresser. That's the dresser? Yeah, Ta, I was thinking about it too. I can't understand why they have dresser drawers without anything in it and they have upside down drawers and, and they have pieces that are one side looks wood and the other side doesn't look wood and, and it just doesn't look right and it's wobbly and everything. I, I think you should return it to this place. But I, I wanted to do chesed and make you... Sammy, this is the dresser? Yeah, this is the dresser. Did you follow the instructions? Ta, I have bad news. Bad news? Yeah, the instructions, they were, they, they, they were in Chinese. The instructions were in Chinese? Yeah, and there was other instructions in, in some other language, which I didn't know what it was. They were? There were no instructions in English? No, Ta, I didn't see any. Did you open the paper all the way? Well, what does Tati mean? Did you open... Actually, I see. You left the paper over there on top of Ellie's dresser. Oh, Todd, that is the paper. See? And Sammy took the paper and showed his father the Chinese and showed his father the, the Greek or whatever that was. And Tati said, Sammy, look at this. And Tati opened the paper all the way from fold to fold to fold to fold. And he showed Sammy. Right here, Sammy, is English. Oh, Tati, I didn't see the English. But, but I made it anyway. But Sammy, you made it. But you didn't make it correctly. If you don't follow the instructions, you cannot be successful in making it correctly. That's why the drawers look like they're upside down. Because they are upside down. 
That's why the drawer that's facing the wall can't open because it's facing the wrong direction. And that's why some of the drawers have nothing inside because you forgot or you didn't know to put the piece inside. And that's also why the dresser is so wobbly because half the screws to keep it together are missing. You have to follow directions to be able to do things correctly. Sammy's face fell. Now that's an expression. (laughs) It doesn't mean his face fell off and then he had no face anymore. It means face fell means his smile turned upside down and he became sad. So Tati saw that. Sammy, I really do appreciate your attempt. And you did make it easier for me. I did? Yeah, because now the boxes are all open and out of the way and now I have space. I'm going to take apart what you did and put it back together the correct way. And I'll use the instructions because that's what you need to do. Oh, Tati, Tati, thank you so much. Sammy ran over to his father and gave him a big hug and gave him a kiss on his face. Ew, gross. Who kisses their father? I do. Oh, okay. It's really true. Even when your father's very old, you should kiss him. What are you talking about? Is this part of Sammy's story? No, it's a little more story. Okay, back to Sammy's story. And Sammy ran back downstairs after telling his father, if you need any help, I'll be glad to help you. Well, Sammy, I'm sure I'm not going to need any help. I- I'm positive. And then he turned to Chaim. Chaim, could you do me a favor? Yata, could you help me? <laughs> of course I can help. I figured Sammy's... Chaim, uh, <clears throat> don't make fun. And so he began to dismantle it. He began to fix it in many different ways. He tried to unscrew things. Some things broke. Some of the boards weren't fitting properly. Some of the wood was stripped. Some of the screws were stripped. That means that you couldn't unscrew them with a screwdriver anymore. Basically, it was a big mess. But finally, they got everything apart. All right, Chaim, take this board and hold it here. And I'm going to screw this in here. And take that piece and put it over there. And together, they began to build the dresser correctly. Hey, there's an awful lot of pieces missing from this dresser. Where are all the hinges? Where are the screws and the bolts? Tati ran downstairs to find Sammy sitting on the couch, eating popcorn while reading a very, very hush of a book. What book are you reading, Sammy? Uh, It's called The Chip. Oh, it's a good book. I like it. Anyway, um, do you know where all the hardware went for the dresser? The hardware um, what's hardware? You know, the screws, the bolts, the, not, the, the, the the hinges. Oh, you mean the extra ones? The extra ones? Yeah, the extra ones. I threw them in the trash can outside. The trash can outside? Yeah, the one the one that's full of garbage. Oy vey. Sammy, could, could you please go and, and, and find them? Okay, ta, I'll, I'll go. And Sammy stood up, put down his book, making sure he marked the place that he was up to. Put down his bowl of popcorn. He went outside. He opened the garbage can lid. The garbage can was literally full of garbage. Not just any garbage, but garbage from the kitchen, garbage from all the rooms, the diaper garbage, every kind of garbage was in this garbage can. And of course, as everyone knows, when you have garbage cans that have food inside, you have squirrels that nibble on the bags and cause all the garbage that's in the garbage bags to fall all over the garbage can. Sammy reached down where he thought the hardware was, but he did not feel it. He went back inside and called up Sirsu's father. Tati, I-, I can't find them. They're not in the garbage anymore. Sammy, look. Do me a favor. Look all the way at the bottom of the can. They probably fell down because they're heavy and they're little, so they probably squeezed through a crack all the way to the bottom. 
Okay, Ta. And Sammy went back outside. And he leaned over the garbage can as far as he could to try to find these pieces. He leaned further and further. And boom! He fell head first into the garbage can. All that was sticking out of the garbage can were Sammy's feet attached to his shoes. It looked like someone had thrown out a person into the garbage. Sammy could not get out. Lying there on his hands, trying to keep his mouth away from the smelly garbage, he called out, help me, help me, and all that you heard was, because the bags of garbage were blocking the sound from traveling through the garbage can. It just so happened, as Sammy lay there trying to figure out how to get out, that Chaim, inside, looked at his watch. Ta! Yes, Chaim. It's already 7.30. I have a chavrus in 15 minutes in the shul. I have to go. Okay, okay. I think I can handle the rest by myself. All right, are you, you're going to walk there? I'm, I want to take my bike, but... Um, oh, I forgot. My bike has a flat tire. I guess I'll walk. And Chaim went downstairs. He grabbed his jacket. He grabbed his hat because he was going to Davin Marev after he learned. And he walked out the door. He walked past the garbage can. And he stopped. And he turned around. And he let out a scream. Ah! Tati and Mommy both heard the scream from inside the house. They came running outside because Chaim doesn't usually scream. And they came running outside. What's the matter, Chaim? What's the matter, Chaim? There's a pair of feet in our garbage can. A pair of feet? Yeah, it looks like, it looks like, I don't know what it looks like. It looks weird. And the parents looked, and there were a pair of feet. Tati said to Mommy, if that's a Ganev, he's certainly picking the wrong type of thing to steal. He's trying to steal our garbage from our garbage can. We give it to him for free. And Sammy's father took a step forward. Are you a Ganev? And he heard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Ellie said, maybe, maybe it's a big squirrel. A big squirrel with shoes on? Oh, oh, right. I, I, I didn't think about that. And they took another step closer. And then Mommy said, Hey, th- those, those shoes, they're Sammy's shoes. Actually, Ma, Ellie said, Sammy told me he didn't like the shoes and he was really wanting to throw them out, but he didn't want to insult you. So maybe he tacked it through them out and he forgot to take his legs off the shoes. What? Maybe he threw out his feet also with the shoes. And Ellie, I don't think that those shoes are attached to feet that are not attached to a body. There's a body in there too. And Tati said, and I think that body is Sammy. I sent him to get something from the garbage. He must have fallen in. And so Tati walked closer to the garbage can. He pushed aside carefully some of the bags to make sure that it was safe. And he said, Sammy? Tati, Tati, I was back in the garbage can. Ugh, ugh. I have a piece of chicken in my mouth. I have an apple core in my ear. And my hand is sitting in a bunch of chicken fat. Okay. And, and I feel like my back, of my, my back is all wet. I think it's from the cream cheese or the milk that we threw out in the garbage because it was spoiled. And, and, and it smells terrible down here. Okay, Sammy, don't, no problem. And Tati went to the garbage can and said, Sammy, it's going to feel funny, but I'm going to get you out. Okay, Ta. And Tati pushed the garbage can a little bit away from the wall, and then he tilted it over. Tati, I'm falling! Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm tilting the garbage can. I got it. I got it. Now you can crawl out. And Sammy crawled out. 
with a banana peel on his head, an apple core actually stuck in his ear, and some various spaghetti pieces trying to pretend that they were payas. <sighs> Ta, I, I got your hardware. Oh, thank you, Sammy. Maybe you should go inside and take a shower. I, I think it might do you some good. That very Shabbos, Chaim had a friend come to his house. Avigdor was Chaim's friend from camp, from the summer that he went to sleepaway camp. Avigdor lived in Chicago, and although Chaim and Avigdor had sent letters back and forth and had schmoozed on the phone many times, it never worked out for Chaim to fly to Avigdor's house or for Avigdor to come to Chaim. But it worked out for this Shabbos. And so Thursday night, Chaim, Ellie, Sammy, his father, went to the airport and picked Avigdor up from his flight. Oh boy, Chaim said, this is great. It's so exciting that you came. I'm really happy I came too, Avigdor said. And the boys came home and after speaking to his parents for a few minutes, his parents agreed that instead of sleeping in his own bedroom together with Sammy and pulling out the trundle bed and lifting it up so that Avigdor could sleep next to him, Chaim had permission to go to the basement and to use two air mattresses so that the boys, Chaim and Avigdor, could spend quality time together, schmoozing and laughing like boys do when they get together, especially at night, without Sammy's nose being involved in their business. At 10 o'clock, Sammy's mother said, Chaim, it's 10 o'clock. You have school tomorrow. I need you to go downstairs and get ready for bed. And go to bed. And I'm going to shut the lights at 11 o'clock. So that you will be well rested. As you know, we have arranged for Avigdor to go with you to school. And I need him also to be well rested. Okay, Avigdor? Yes. Yes, Mrs. Sammy. And so, go downstairs, have a little fun for a bit of time. And then, go to sleep. Well, at 11 o'clock, Sammy's mother did turn off the lights. And Sammy's mother did call down and say, Boys, don't forget to say Shman Hamapil before you go to sleep. And Sammy's mother did check on them once to see that they were not talking by listening at the door. But after that, she went to bed. Sammy's father went to bed. And the boys were still up. And they began to talk and to giggle and to laugh. Well past 12 o'clock, past 1, past 2, past 3, past 4, and finally approximately 5.15, the two boys, in middle of a conversation, were so tired that they just fell asleep. Well, the next morning, as Sammy walked into the kitchen, his mother said, Sammy, before you eat breakfast, please go downstairs and make sure Chaim is up. He has to get ready for school. It's getting a little late. He's normally not sleeping at this time. And so Sammy went downstairs. He looked at the clock. It was 
He tapped Chaim on his shoulder. He said, Chaim, Chaim, it's 7.15. It's time to get up. Chaim did not even grunt. He did not even turn over. And so Sammy pulled the trick that every person does to wake somebody up who is sleeping. He yanked his pillow from under Chaim's head. Chaim did not stir. Time for step two, Sammy thought. And he pulled the blanket off of Chaim. Chaim was laying in bed now, in his pajamas, without the blanket and without his pillow, and he was still sleeping. Now, sometimes, in such cases, people would actually <laughs> take a bucket of water, maybe the Negelvasa water, and pour it on the person. Or, Well, Sammy did that before, and it didn't have good results. So he decided he's going to try something new. He went to the part of the ear mattress that has that little cap that screws closed that keeps the ear inside the mattress, and he unscrewed it, and the mattress began to deflate rapidly, putting Chaim on the uncomfortable floor of the basement. Chaim woke up. Sammy, what are you doing? It's time to go to school. Mommy told me to wake you up. Uh, yep, and uh, make sure Victor gets up. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to have to pour water on him because I don't... Don't pour water on him. I'll wake him. That Friday, Chaim and Avigdor went to school together. They came home, got ready for Shabbos, and after the Suda on Friday night, they spent many hours playing, talking, eating, simply enjoying their time together. Shabbos afternoon, Chaim and Avigdor had spent a lot of time in the house. And Avigdor suggested a walk. Chaim, he said, I'd love to go for a walk. Every Shabbos, my family goes on a Shabbos walk, a Shabbos Spatzir, they call it. And they walk, and we talk, and we just enjoy Shabbos Kodesh. It's like shtick einig Shabbos. Maybe we could go for a walk together. Chaim agreed. And they went out of the house, and they looked at the sky that was gray with heavy clouds that looked like rain. Oy vey, Avigdor said. Maybe it's a bad idea. It looks like it's going to rain. Nah, Chaim replied. They said on the weather that it was supposed to rain at 11 o'clock today. But there was only a 27% chance. If it didn't rain by 11, it's only going to be less of a chance that it's going to rain. We're good. We're safe. Let's go. And they walked and they talked. They walked past the edge of the city into the woods that surrounded the city. And they took this nice leisurely stroll, not caring about the time, not caring about anything but their talking and, of course, their enjoyment of Shabbos Kodesh. After they walked through the woods, they came out into an open area, into like a grassy, beautiful area. And they walked, oh, another few hundred yards, when suddenly Chaim stopped. Uh, uh, what's the matter, Chaim? Did, did you see, did you see a little, a little sign that, that we might have passed? Avigdor turned around and he pointed 
to a small sign that was many, many, many feet away. You mean that sign? Oy vey, Chaim said. Do you know what that sign says? Avigdor looked at the sign. Um, I can't read it because the writing is probably on the other side of the sign. Ah, that's the point. That sign says, Ad Khan Tchum Shabbos. Until here is the Tchum on Shabbos. I can't believe it. I knew it was there, but I was so busy talking, and it was such a Geshmaka conversation, I, I missed the sign. Now we walked outside of the Tchum. What in the world are we going to do? Look, Avigdor said, it's not such a big deal. We'll just go right back in. You don't understand the Victor. I learned in class that if you walk out of the Tchum, you can't go back in because you only have Dalid Amois. You only have four Amois when you walk out of the Tchum. And that you're stuck in your four Amois. Really? Victor said. You mean we're, we're stuck here for the whole Shabbos? Uh, I don't know. I, I think so. And just then, they heard a clap of thunder, followed by a streak of lightning, and the Shemayim opened, and the Otsos HaShemayim gave forth their treasure. Rain began to fall. Oy vey, Avigdor said. This is crazy. We're getting sopping wet and we can't even move. I don't know what to say. Chaim said, that's what Rabbi taught us. Ah, Avigdor said suddenly, his face brightening in the dark and dreary day. I have a heter. A heter? Yeah, I know. You know, on Shabbos, you're not allowed to carry Dalit Amis in Rishis Rabbim? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm aware of that. Well, one time, my family was outside on Shabbos, and we were going somewhere, and they came and they told my family that the air was down, and my mother was in the middle of pushing the stroller with our little... Mm, I don't know how old the baby was, but you know, a little baby couldn't walk. And, and so, and so my father said that he heard from a rav that, that what you could do is you could take the baby and, and you could walk less than four amas and stop. And then less than four amas and stop and less than four amas and stop until you get to your destination because, because the halach is you can't carry four amas. So if you only do less than four amas, you're not carrying four amas. So maybe it's the same thing here. I, I, makes sense. You have four amas, right? Yeah, that means you're allowed to walk up to four amas. If you walk four amas, you have to stop, right? Yeah. So if you walk three amas and you stop, then how much do you have left? Four amas, right? Because you didn't walk four amas yet. So you walk three amas and you stop and you have four amas. And then you walk three amas and you stop and you have four amas. I- isn't that a great idea? Chaim thought about it for a few minutes. And he said, you know, it sounds right. Let's do that. And they began. They each took a few steps forward, and they stopped, despite the fact that they were getting sopping wet, but there was no choice. And they took a few more steps, and they stopped, and a few more steps, and they stopped. And they went one ama, two ama, three ama, stop. One ama, two ama, three ama, stop. And finally, they passed the sign. Both boys turned around, and indeed, it was the sign. It said, Ad Khan to Chum Shabbos. But now, Chaim said, now that we're back in Tchum Shabbos, so, so we can go regular. Oh, let's go. And the boys picked up their speed to run home to try to, well, I won't say to try not to get wet, because they were already sopping wet, but I guess to try not to, well, 
turn into a puddle. And as they were running down the block towards their house, they saw a figure coming towards them. Oi, Ta! Chaim said. Ta, where are you going? Chaim, where have you been? It's it's time for medical. And what are you doing? With you're not wearing your jacket. You're, not, you're out in the rain without a raincoat, without without any sort of protective gear. What, what's going on here? Oh, Ta, you'll never imagine what happened. We went for a walk. Okay. And, and and we walked so far, we walked past the Tchum line, and we went out of the Tchum. You did? Yeah, but it was okay, because we were able to come back in. And why is that? Because we, because Victor had a good shot. Because really, it's, it's you have to go less than four Amos, so if you walk less than four Amos, your whole four Amos moves, because you only go three Amos, and you don't do four Amos, and so you can go back in, and once you come back in, you can walk. What are you talking about? Chaim, you made up a halacha? You remember when Sammy... Built the dresser. Yeta. Well, you remember how he didn't have the instructions? And what he built had a lot of problems? Upside down drawers? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I think you should have. But Chaim, you're doing the same thing. There's halacha. There's a way to keep Shabbos. There's a way to deal with Tuchum Shabbos. And you didn't have the instructions. So what did you do? You made up how to do it without the instructions. But Ta, what was I supposed to do? Did you know that when you go out of Tuchum, you have to stop and you only have four amas I did top it but then a victor came up but that's the point a victor made it up he didn't have the instruction book he didn't look inside the safer and find if that was true but ta so what should we do stay where you are right now because if you came back into the tum illegally you also only have dollar amas and I'm going to run to the rav and ask him the shayla and Chaim's father ran to the rav he came to shul a little bit late. They were already taking out the Sefer Terror for Mincha. And he went over to the Rav while wearing his raincoat, dripping, dripping, dripping all over the shul's floor. Rav, it's important, very, very urgent. Could I please ask the Rav Ashaila? The Rav looked at Chaim's father, who definitely looked very, very distressed. Sure, the Rav said. I, I, I don't mind, um, but I... I, I Rabbi he said to the Gaboim, I want you to continue the davening, and, and I'm going to go talk to him, to Chaim's father, because, uh, yeah, Sammy saw his father in shul, dripping wet. Now, Sammy himself had been in shul before because he went to Pirche and stuff like that, and Sammy saw the Rav going out with his father. He got all concerned, and he came out to hear what was going on. So the story is, Rav, they went ahead, and they did this. They went out of the home, and then they walked back in. And they walked back in with a crazy svara of pachas pachas with and ramis. And I don't even know if it works. And, and so what should we do? Are, are they stuck? Are they not stuck? Ah, uh, it's a good Shiloh. It's a good Shiloh. And I told him that you can't make up rules. There's instructions. You have to follow the instructions. And the instructions are in the safer. Yeah, oh, that's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, because one time uh, recently we had one of the boys in the family. I, I won't mention Sammy's name. I mean, oops, I won't mention his name. But he built the dresser without following the instructions, and and it was a big mess. And I, I was telling Chaim that that's the same thing. I hear. I'll tell you what. I'm not so familiar with these halachas practically because I haven't dealt with them in a long time. I'll tell you what. Let me let me uh, give me. Um, yeah, let, 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 me, let me go get a mishpura. The rav went back into the shul. To this farm shrunk, to this farm shelves, and he pulled out a Mishnah Brewer, a Dirshu Mishnah Brewer, of course, and he opened it up to Simon Tafhei, Simon Tafvav in Chelik Dalid, and he started to research the topic. After three or four minutes, a smile 
broke across his face. Ah, we're all good. We are of why? Why? Because it's brought down that if you walk out of the chum b'shoigeg by mistake, like they did, and you have a need, whether it's to go to the bathroom or it's Einig Shabbos, then there are ways to come back in. Beheter. And one of the heterim to come back in is if it's raining and you need to come back into the tchum because that's how you're going to be protected from the rain. They were outside in the field. They were outside in the forest. The only way to be protected from the rain was to come back into the tchum. So they were allowed to. And once they were allowed to come back in, they can go and walk wherever they need to. Oh, Baruch Hashem. Maybe go tell them, if they're standing outside in the rain, probably, they're not comfortable. And it's a real Einik Shabbos problem. So why don't you go tell the boys that they could go to the house, and they could change, and they can get into warm clothing, and, 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 and they should have mincha over there in the house by the time they're done. We're going to be done here. But Rav, I'm going to miss you. I understand. I understand. But I think it's more important to help these yidin out, and you're the person who's for the job, than davening B'tzibur in this case. Is Rav sure? Yes, in this case. But don't, 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 don't learn from here to other cases, of course. Okay. And Chaim's father ran out to go tell Chaim. And Avigdor, the psak in. Sammy turned to the Rav. Rav? Oh, Sammy, I didn't see you. Rav, it's not fair. What's not fair? Uh, uh, my father, he, um, oh yeah, I know what you're gonna say. You mean, you're sad because your father came out and he missed davening and and speaks sad. No, my father he he maybe he didn't have era. Um, what was that? He 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 spoke lashon hara. He did. He he talked about me. I don't think he mentioned your name. The rav said, with a smile in his mind. Uh, oh, okay. And Sammy went back into shul. The rav wiped his brow and said, Baruch Hashem. Meanwhile. Chaim's father ran back to where they were standing in the rain and he told the boys that it was okay that they came in because of the rain and therefore they can go home and they could change they could daven. Way later, after Shabbos, while they were sitting down to Malava Malka, Chaim's father turned to Chaim and Avigdor and he reiterated, he said over again his point. Rabbi Sai, my entire kinder, Tati, it's funny when you speak Yiddish. Sammy. Oh, sorry. You have to follow the rule books. You can't make up your own halacha. You have to follow the instructions from the Chachamim. And whatever you know, you have to follow. Chaim said. Yeah, I know, I know. Just like the dresser that Sammy... Chaim, it's not nice to make fun of my dresser because I can make fun of you. Well, um, okay. And I know you told your class about the dresser. <laughs> well, it was funny. I mean, having a drawer with no bottom. Well, I can go to your class and... Ah, I'm sorry said to Sammy. But that would be Nakama. That would be taking revenge. So you can't do that. Okay, Ta. I, I won't take revenge. I won't go and tell on tell on him. But if I were him, I'd be, I'd be careful about where he sleeps tonight. What does that mean? Oh, oh, oh I'm... I, that sounds like a shtickle revenge also. You can't take revenge the same way or a different way. Okay, Tom. I'll. But anyway, the point Chaim is, you have to follow the instructions. Avigdor was nodding his head 
And then a victor asked, Abam Kasha. He said, but what happens if you don't know the instructions? I mean, we don't know Hilchus Tuchum. I never learned it in school. And I don't think Chaim learned it in school. Yes, but you knew a little bit to know enough to say that you can't walk further. So that's the instructions you know. You have to follow the instructions you know. Okay, okay, I understand. And they finished Malav Malka, and they went to bed. The next morning, Sammy's mother asked Sammy once again to wake up Chaim. And Sammy went downstairs. He had a grin on his face. I'm not sure if it's the kind of grin that indicates happiness. It might be the kind of grin that indicates, Aha! Now I can have my nakama, but nobody will know it's nakama but me and Hashem. And Sammy went downstairs, and he said to himself, Tati said, you have to follow the instructions you know. Well, I know the instructions are to wake Chaim up, and therefore I'm going to wake him up. Sammy went to the basement sink with a large pail, filled it to the top with freezing cold water, went over to where Chaim was sleeping on the air mattress, next to the air mattress upon which Avigdor was sleeping. And Sammy dumped the entire bucket on Chaim's head. Chaim jumped up. He said, what are you doing, Sammy? Mommy told me to wake you up. And the instructions that I have are to wake you up. And I know that Mommy in the past has used water to wake you up. So I was just following instructions because I don't want to make another lopsided, dilapidated dresser, Sammy said, smiling widely. Well, I could just tell you, there was no need for Sammy's father or Sammy's mother to drive Sammy to school that day. Because Chaim got out of bed in his pajamas, ran after Sammy to try to, I don't know what, but Sammy burst out of the house and raced to school with Chaim following behind. Well, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think Chaim arrived at school with his pajamas on. I don't think so. But he anyway had to go back home to get his tefillin and and to wake up a Vigdor. Oh, one last special shout-out, Goldie Pearl. Thanks for enjoying the stories.